couple of oil tankers smoking in the Gulf, and nobody knows what they were hit with or who hit them. But they were attacked. No deaths or anything like that, but uh, it's it's caused oil prices to go crazy. I think mostly because people are wondering who's behind this, what's about to happen. Well, right, yeah. Is there some sort of systematic attack on oil commerce in the Gulf now, or or, or what? And it's utterly unclear who's doing it and why. But we'll uh, we'll stay on that to the extent that we can. It sure as heck odd. I mean, there's something going on, and, and, and it's one of those, you know, one of those, I just got done watching the first season of uh, True Detective, and it's one of those twisted tales where there's more to meet the eye. I mean, it's not like the, uh, you know, one guy baps another guy over the head because he doesn't like him. There's something funky going on. Oh, speaking of which, I haven't really been paying attention to that David Ortiz story, to the uh, former Red Sox slugger. He goes home to the Dominican, gets shot in the back in a bar. This is not a sports story. This is a U.S. celebrity. Yeah. Goes to the Dominican and gets shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, But so now it turns out it was a murder for hire plot, they're saying, or several people involved. They got videotape surveillance, blah, blah, blah. And the guy was paid like $8,000 to shoot David Ortiz in the back. But uh, why? Why are people paying other people to shoot Red Sox sluggers in their native country? Is it a personal beef? That's a lot of money in that country is... Was he involved in something untoward? Uh, we'll see. Yeah, that one. That there's more to that one than meets the eye too. I wasn't some. You know, my initial thought was, okay, here's some lunatic gang member who decides to make his bones by being the guy who shot Big Pappy, but uh, perhaps not. So, uh, China. Perhaps you've been following the story in Hong Kong. The protest turned violent, uh, violenter overnight, as the people of Hong Kong are are fighting to get canceled a new law that would allow the Hong Kong authorities to extradite Hong Kongers to mainland China if uh, China asked them to. And China will arrest you for anything. Well, in China, you have no human rights, no rights at trial. They have kangaroo courts if you get into a court at all, and then they throw you in a concentration camp. So obviously the Hong Kongers are uncomfortable with this. And and I heard it spelled out why precisely um, and a lot of people in Hong Kong do a tremendous amount of business in China. And the deal in China is if you want to get anything done, you got to bribe somebody. I mean, it's just the way business is done. Gifts, you know, a little cash maybe or whatever. Um, if you even want to get a sit down with some local official, and remember, all the private economy is tied into the Communist Party. You've got to have the okay of the Communist Party officials. So you've got to grease palms, and everybody knows it. It's, still, it's just the way business is done. But China! Ch- ch- that's right, sir. Uh, but the Chinese authorities have announced that, in particular, they're going to crack down on bribery, to which everybody says, wait a minute, what? That's what you people do. You're in charge of the bribery. Um, that's one of the great things about corruption is then you have people compromised. Right. So if you're above them, you can say, hey, this guy was taking bribes. Yeah. What are you talking about? So do you. But it doesn't matter if you're above them. You exactly. Can... So the obviously the, the point is that China can therefore target anyone who is pro-democracy or harbors somebody who's pro-democracy or says something uncomfortable or whatever. And if they've ever done any business whatsoever with any Chinese, they'll say, you know what, we uh, talked to your supplier in uh, in Beijing, and they say you bribed them. So anyway, you're getting extradited, and uh, better say goodbye to your friends and family, because you may not be back. And everybody will be guilty. 
which reminds me of the the it's overly long and wordy, but Atlas shrugged Ayn Rand, um, the 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 bad guy in, in Doctor Ferris says, "Do you really think we want those laws observed? We want them to be broken." We're, there's no way to rule innocent men. The only power any government has is the power to crack down on criminals. Well, when there aren't enough criminals, one makes them. One declares so many things to be a crime that it becomes impossible for men to live without breaking laws. And that is precisely what China is doing, and everybody in Hong Kong knows it. We are right now guilty, and this is according to everybody in Hong Kong, we are right now guilty of something that China could have us extradited for. So, chilling. Then we got uh, this from, uh, we actually have a surprising number of listeners in Hong Kong. Cool. Uh, and, and shout out to all you folks, and uh, sorry for what you're going through, um, and I think we all know which way it's going to end. Um, but it was funny, we got this note from Don uh, in beautiful Nevada, who says, Hey guys, why is it we even deal with China at all? We know the way they treat their citizens. If it were another country, we would not do business with them. But it's China, and our economy is tied to it, so we let them slide. Well, yeah, that's absolutely true, Don. There's there are trillions of dollars to be made trading with China, dealing with China. So we overlooked their aggression and their being just utterly inhuman. Um, but this is interesting. Al Anonymous, who's one of our uh, Hong Kong correspondents, was talking about the history of the thing um, and says that when you know the 99-year lease that Britain had on Hong Kong was running out and they were trying to work out a deal for how to hand it over, and it was this, you know, bit by bit by bit Chinaization plan. Well, everybody knew where it was going, and he explains this in detail, but there was so much money to be made um, dealing with China that everybody said, um, yeah, we know this is going to end in horror, but by God, we're going to get rich between now and then. And so everybody in Hong Kong said, yeah, okay, this deal will end in oppression, but in the meantime, I'm going to make some money. So they put up with it. Politically, Hong Kongers feel a sense of dread and inevitability with regards to the growth in communist China. The local populace here under no illusion that the two systems policy will end by 2047 in legal form, if not much earlier, on a substantive basis. The mainland authorities under the previous presidents um, have been smart historically, laying a low-profile and yeah, using local independent legislature to do their bidding and being cool about everything. But um, so, yeah, they, they sold their souls for the, the profit in uh, Hong Kong as well. And and now they're reaping the ugly, ugly benefits of that. China. It's, it's something. I tell you what, China is. Well, how are you characterizing it the other day? They're like the Soviet Union, but they figured out how to do it way, way yeah. better. Yeah, they, they, they think they've gamed the whole thing. Yeah, and it, it's it's I think it's scarier than the Soviet Union in that way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not like in they a, could last; they could be se- around forever. Right. We're not in a second to second nuclear standoff like with the Soviets, but in terms of their health as a regime, um, China's robust. I mean, they've got problems certainly, and they're not you know perfect. They're not this this superpower like some people portray them as. They got a lot of internal problems, but man, they're good at what they do. Got some good stuff coming up. Uh, one of your major candidates uh, on the Democratic side has suspended the campaign. Why? 
Um, and it's whoa, one whoa, of your big whoa. names. So who's tuned. got it in the pool? Well, stay tuned. Never mind the the, the, the ramifications for America. <laughs> who's going to win the steak dinner? And before we get to that, uh, do you know what this is? You're a father. You probably know what this is. It looks like a tooth. Yes, this is. I have it in a little plastic bag here. This is my son's. John, you probably haven't seen one of these since you were 12. It's a, is um, that a molar there? That's a, that's one of your big teeth from the back. Good-sized tooth, yeah. Yeah, anyway. So I don't know what you're supposed to do with these. So I did the tooth fairy duty last night, and his, his tooth came out. So I went in there, and I took that from underneath his pillow, and I put, we give cash for some reason. Cash and oh, candy. yeah. Cash and cash candy. Cash, I get. Candy is uh, ironic. Cash and candy. I don't know what the candy is. But anyway, so I slipped that in there, and I took the tooth. You got to give savings bonds, Jack, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Do you throw it away? You it donate seems like... it to uh, toothless children. You don't think other people bring it to work and share it amongst their coworkers? <laughs> well, I was afraid if I don't get it out of the house, I'm going to accidentally sit it down somewhere, and then the jig is up. Right? right. Maybe you have a coworker that's missing a tooth. <laughs> hey, Jim, right. I've noticed over the years. Hey, toothless Jim. <laughs> Take a picture of it and send an email about how you found that in the break room. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and it's medical waste. That or, probably is medical waste. Probably, he probably yeah. violated company policy. Or how about I take a picture of it and send it to somebody and say, I have your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Unless you want digits next. You'll, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll Bitcoin me. Something. <laughs> I'm going to HR. Hey, Jack's bringing body parts in. So tell me. <laughs> yeah, true. So tell me on the text line, what do you do with it? Do you just throw it away or do you collect it or something? Well, I don't know. Judy and I collected them for the longest time. And then uh, I think we were getting ready to move or something. We're like... What do we do with all these teeth? <laughs> right. <laughs> Laura's got the tiny little first baby ones, which is kind of cute and a good Sure. But, but yeah. now that it's just getting to be older, big teeth, I mean. <laughs> yeah, they're like, kind of gnarly looking. Maybe there was a cavity at one point. And... It'd be like him saving my tooth if I had to get one taken out. Right. <laughs> this is my dad's tooth. He had a root canal, and anyway, they gave this to me. <laughs> Maybe a, yeah, hold a, a burial. I don't know. It seems wrong to just throw it in the trash, though, somehow. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Uh, We weren't sure either. (laughs) Text line is 415-295-KFTC, which uh, kind of major candidate has suspended their campaign, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. George Stephanopoulos got to do a long one-on-one interview with President Trump, and they're airing portions of it, and I'm sure they'll they'll have some of it on ABC this week on Sunday. But anyway, uh, they're running up on Good Morning America, Stephanopoulos interviewing Trump in the car. And Trump is a giant man, and Stephanopoulos is a tiny man. Yeah, it and really it, does look like a man and his child. It really does. <laughs> it really does. Which a is, big, oddly coiffed, blonde-headed man and his little Greek child. That's your commentary, Jack, on one of uh, leading journalists gets a chance to talk to the president on how one's so much bigger than the yeah, other. Yeah, one guy's a lot bigger than the yes, other one. Yes, that is my commentary. They didn't have to put him in one of those rear-facing child seats, though. I mean, that's just <laughs> insulting. Right. 
Right. Hilarious. Speaking of people who want to be president, this guy got a lot of attention when he talked about getting in, and he has now suspended his campaign, which often means you're you're out. Starbucks billionaire Howard Schultz has suspended his oh. campaign. Oh, that's too bad. He was kind of an intriguing presence. He's had back problems, so, so uh, it was noticed last week. Hey, has anybody heard from Howard Schultz? Yeah, what happened to the Starbucks guy? There hadn't been a tweet, an ad, or an event since April. And remember when he launched or announced that he was thinking about launching? On 60 Minutes, 60 it's a minutes huge national conversation. He was omnipresent. Democrats and went crazy because they thought, oh, he could cost us the White House. Now, there is talk that, you know, he had his back surgery and his back and everything like that. But it's also possible that he got into it a little bit, got a little polling. He got yelled at at a couple of places. People were screaming at him, hey, you're going to throw the election to Trump and everything like that. And he just thought, you know, I don't need this crap. He yeah. might he might fail the only somebody you don't want to be president can run for president test. Right. <laughs> I wonder. I think a guy from the, the projects of in New personality. York. He could handle the the guff, but it's beyond guff, though. I mean, yeah. it's just I don't think I don't think anybody well, it's dehumanizing and miserable. Yeah, and I think you have to lie at various points. You just have to. You have to be willing to stand on a stage and lie to people. I don't think it's possible to be elected to any major office in America without standing on stage and lying to people. Yeah, and you have to ignore that and somehow in the back of your head say, "This is the way the process works. It works this way for everybody." I would be better for these people than that person. To achieve good, I must do what is bad. And this is just the way it works. Yes, positive, Sean, a thought? And I think he he could have anticipated some pushback in various forms, but I don't think in his, his wildest expectations he uh, imagined walking into a just a tsunami of these sort of things. Don't help elect Trump, you egotistical billionaire I like the guy who says, sit down. That's me. Sit down! God, <laughs> you would hope that one extra loud guy at an event couldn't drive a candidate out of but the race. He, yeah, he's just on, a symbol of that. little like flower. He, he, there was some serious venom coming his way from mostly the left, who I think he thought was going to be on his side. You know, that whole thing about... That could be it. If he thought the left was going to rally around him and everybody turned on him, he thought, Ooh, wait a second. The where, people he thought would be his best Where's friends, my so. crowd? You know, it reminds me of the, the climactic scene in the now very old movie A uh, Few Good Men. In which uh, Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise, who's due to fight Justin Bieber any day now. Actually, there's an update on that. Um, but uh, in the whole you can't handle the truth thing, which got him to admit it, uh, that he d- 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 ordered the, uh, you know, the, the bad thing. And, blah, blah, blah. and I remember sitting there thinking, uh, the Nicholson character's right, and I like him, and uh, Tom Cruise has done a bad thing, and... um. Let's see, where do we go from here? Uh, I think that the process of running for president, because of the electorate and the fact that they want what they should not want, has just gotten so perverse. I don't know. I mean, that the, what's the cost to your soul to repeatedly lie and or you know, betray every principle you hold dear over and over again to millions of people? You can't handle the truth! Right. Ugh. I think Yuck. He, it's like uh, Charles Krauthammer's book, Things That Matter, or whatever that was, but it, it was that idea that, look, this is the way it works. Yeah. You either get into it and play, at the, play the game at that level to a certain extent, or you don't get anything accomplished. Right. Do you want to be part of the decision-making or not? you got to get the politics right, or you never get a chance to do good stuff. Right. Um, by the way, he's had three 
separate back surgeries in the last several months. Ooh. And that's a big deal. Yeah. So that, that could be reason enough for getting out. And I just want to throw this in. I do this all the time, but just in case you're not hip to it, because you're going to hear a lot about it in the coming months with 20-some candidates as people drop out. Suspend your campaign almost always means you've quit. Bye-bye. They call it suspend for a variety of financial and tax reasons. Because if you say you're done, you can't keep taking donations and you owe certain bills. If you say suspend and just leave it suspended, you don't have to pay certain bills. you got certain tax breaks. So anyway. Well, you can keep getting contributions. So don't fall for when you hear some candidate, uh, Swalwell, has suspended his campaign. That means he quits. So he can go on vacation with his kids. No, he's he's done. Swalwell, Swalwell. See, I showed you my tooth. I had another thing. (laughs) I had another thing I wanted to do. What was it? Oh, we have uh, the video linked. Uh, NBA Finals are tonight, and yep. the most valued free agent in the world, because he could come to your basketball team and change it overnight, Kevin Durant, is in a hospital bed with tubes in his nose because he got his Achilles operated on yesterday. And we have the video. Somebody got a close-up, slowed-down version Durr. of when he plants his foot and the ripple goes through his leg, and you can really see it. And we have that at armstrongandgetty.com. It's like yep. a shaking jello mold. Your it's... calf snaps up like a roller blind. And that's a guy Your that's n- no fat, just nothing but muscle. And it goes like that. It's just, wow, that's rough to see. Yikes. But anyway, I guess that can happen. We got this text. I know someone who ruptured completely, severed their Achilles playing basketball, oh, Lord. retracted up his calf. He wasn't in great pain either. He hobbled off the cart and still went to work that day. It was a year-long recovery, though, before he could do anything. Oh, man. Oh, ah! I'm telling you. It's hard to watch. It's sickening to even think about. Uh, what do you got coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, now President Trump has jumped into the controversy about his ABC News comments. We got an update on the attack on oil tankers in the Middle East, and man, does Facebook have a deal for you. <laughs> well, I hear the word Facebook, and I just... Uh, yeah, I my wallet. <laughs> Let's talk more about severing your Achilles tendons. Less sickening. Is my watch still on my wrist? You just mentioned Facebook. Oh, Wall Street <laughs> Journal with a big article about uh, what Zuckerberg knew and when he knew it, which uh, I'll let you guess, but it doesn't make him look good. Awesome. Uh, All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Negronis. I don't know if that's the way you pronounce it. That's the hot drink for summer, if you're the sort of person that needs to know what that is. I'm uncomfortable saying that word. Negroni? Negroni? Do you know what you used to bartend, Sean? But anyway, that's that's the, the cocktail for 2019. Oh, we're going to have Negroni? You don't know what Negroni is? Come on! Have a, have a, get her a Negroni. What's in it? Or Negroni or Negroni. Or, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't had a drink in 13 years. Oh. Wrong person to ask. Uh-huh. According to the internet, it is... Negroni. Negroni. Gotcha. Stop saying that. Boot edge edge, they say. <laughs> they say edge edge. <laughs> <laughs> News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump is defending his comments about opposition research from foreign governments. During an interview with ABC News, Trump said he'd probably listen if a foreign government offered him dirt on a political opponent. He also noted he may or may not alert the FBI about that information. Let's put yourself in a position. You're a congressman. Somebody comes up and says, hey, I have information on your opponent. 
Do you call the FBI? I don't it's think. Coming from I'll tell you what. You do. I've seen a lot of things over my life. I don't think in my whole life I've ever called the FBI. In my whole life, I don't. You don't call the FBI. You throw somebody out of your office. You do whatever. Al you Gore do. got a stolen briefing book. He called the FBI. Well, that's different. A stolen briefing book. This isn't a stolen. This is somebody that said we have information on your opponent. Oh, let me call the FBI. Give me a break. Life doesn't the work. The FBI that way. director says that's what should happen. The FBI director is wrong. I've said this since the beginning. If somebody, if I were running for president and somebody had, had said, hey, we'll meet with you, I would have met with him, and I wouldn't even have thought of calling the FBI. Now, having heard all this stuff and, and the history of it and everything like that, maybe I would now, but at the time, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. Would you? Uh, no. I wouldn't have automatically thought, oh, my gosh, we need to call the FBI. Sure. I, I wouldn't honestly have thought of that. Some French guy is on the phone. He saw your opponent, you know, uh, hunting without a license. Really? I'll talk to him. Sure. Uh, hey, listen, so a non-answer is an answer. You get that, right? Your spouse asks, are you having an affair? And you say, I think we ought to go out for pizza tonight. That's an answer. So the utterly dishonest Mark Warner is uh, walking the halls of Capitol Hill, and a bunch of reporters stop him, and they're talking to him about this very topic. And the one reporter says, well, Hillary Clinton's and her campaign hiring Fusion GPS and having Christopher Steele get intelligence from Russians. I mean, isn't that exactly what we're talking about? And Mark Warner says, the important thing here is that we pass the such and such amendment and we look to a future where Americans can be sure that foreign interference is not perverting our electoral process. So, okay, okay, great. So y'all been doing it. When you catch the other guy doing it, you act like it's a horror. But when you're doing it, it's okay. Which one is it? Well, trying to be fair here, maybe the reason there is no law for that is, okay, so at what point is it illegal? If you get it directly from the the Russian or the Frenchman or whoever it is illegal, okay, what if they give it to someone and then that person gives it to you? Is it still illegal? How about if they give it to two people before they give it to you? Is it still illegal if it or its origin was somewhere? Wow. How would you even know? Yeah, wow, that's an interesting That might question. be why it's not illegal. Right, and and then if, uh, you know, it's found out that I, while on vacation in France with my wife, uh, murdered a busboy because he brought me an incorrectly mixed Negroni. Um, <laughs> Too much vodka or and, not. And the only witnesses were French nationals. Am I off the hook? <laughs> right, you can't use that information. How does that work? <laughs> By the way, the Negroni's a popular Italian cocktail made of one part gin, one part vermouth, vermouth rosso, and one part Campari, garnished with an orange hey, peel. This, that might scratch you where you itch, huh? It might. I, yeah, actually, I'll bet I would like that. And my itch is hating the world. <laughs> my itch is I can't forget my problems. More on those attacks on oil tankers in the Strait of Hormuz. One of them a Japanese tanker prompting the trade minister of Japan to insist his country's energy supply will not be affected. He's urging people to stay calm. The reason is that energy-poor Japan mostly relies on oil imports from the Middle East, with those shipments passing through the Strait. The incident happening is the Japanese Prime Minister Abe is on a high-stakes visit in Tehran that sought to ease Iran-U.S. tensions. Who is doing what? This this one is a real head-scratcher. It Not only could it be a, a real attack, just a straightforward, we hate you, we're attacking you, it could be a false flag operation. It could easily be a double reverse. 
in which you want to hit the Saudis, for instance, and you know that you hitting the Saudis is so obvious, everybody will assume it wasn't you hitting the Saudis, so you go ahead and hit them. It's the old, you know, double reverse. Right. I, I have no idea what's going on here. We had dozens of officers hurt during a protest in Memphis after a task force killed a man. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation said the shooting happened last night when U.S. Marshals saw a suspect with multiple warrants getting into a vehicle. Tennessee Bureau of Investigation spokesperson explaining. While attempting to stop the individual, he reportedly rammed his vehicle into the officer's vehicles multiple times before exiting with a weapon. The officers fired, striking, and killing the individual. That's when an unruly crowd at the scene went wild. They attacked the officers, throwing bricks, rocks, and bottles. Again, at least two dozen officers were reportedly injured when the protesters attacked them. Now, my understanding of this was that there there is no, there's real no really no debate whether this was a uh, a justified shooting or anything. Mm-mm. This is just it was a black guy. I'm guessing they have not identified the uh, the guy who got well, shot. All the protesters yep. are uh, at the the pictures I'm looking at. Yep. They're they're black folks. Um, so it's just the cops can't shoot a black guy, or we will, you know. Right. And wreck the, the city. And the guy was trying to run him down okay. and then came out with a gun. Right. Well, according to the coppers. Yeah. Wow. Well, I would say that's a breakdown in civilization yeah. then. Facebook wants to pay you for access to your phone. They got a new program called Facebook Study. The company says it'll pay users in exchange for data about exactly how and when they use their phones, including which apps they've installed in the amount of time spent using those apps. They want to know where the user's located, what device they're using, and more. And the company says it promises... So is this all the same information they were taking without us knowing before, and now they're trying to get on the right side of that issue? Is that what's going on there? Well, the company said it is promising not to sell any of the data that it gets to third parties or use it to target ads, but rather use it to build better products. I know you got a Zuckerberg story coming up. Of, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, but I wonder if the next big shoe to drop, I've heard a couple of people bring this up, is the is the, the, the social media as a health problem, a national health emergency with suicides and depression and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And if it does go down that road mm-hmm. and you get road and you get lawyers and, and, and courts involved, right? you know, that could get some really ugly territory that Facebook might be on the hook for things that I actually wouldn't think are fair um, in terms of how much they're causing depression and suicides and how many millions or billions of dollars they ought to pay out for that. This Just the just plain taking my information and selling it to people and lying about it. Right. Uh, screw you, Facebook. Right. There right. you go. That's a wrap. So Facebook might be next year's roundup. Right, exactly. Ooh, billions of dollars exactly. of lawsuits. Wow. You could make a pretty decent case. Like you say, it'll go too far because, you know, where there are attorneys, there is excess. But, yeah, wow, that'll be interesting to watch. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I mean, if if Bayer, which now owns uh, the Monsanto, right, or Roundup, or they own the Roundup Bayer, brand, yeah, yeah. Uh, if they're on the hook for billions of dollars because people got cancer, um, m- m- most of whom were cured, or at least you know it's in remission, and they're doing maybe okay. for Roundup, maybe not. Right, yeah. that the science is kind of iffy. Um, if, if that's worth billions of dollars, what's a skyrocketing in the rate of teen suicide worth? Yeah, right. 
exactly. I don't know. Well, of course, you can't hold Facebook responsible for the entirety of society, especially because there aren't that many 13-year-olds on Facebook. And individual but, parents there with a very tearful, sad story about their 13-year-old committed suicide in front true. of a jury. All you got to do much, is get the jury. How much money is that going to be worth? A lot. Yeah. Certainly could be. And you, uh, so Wall Street Journal, I haven't even heard this. Well, just the, um, it would seem from internal emails within Facebook that uh, old uh, Mark Berserkerberg was only casually interested in following the agree- the agreements they'd come to with the government about privacy protection and that sort of thing. Um, we can get into more detail yeah. in a little bit. I want to hear more I mean, that. this will shock absolutely nobody. But uh, Zuckerberg knew about some highly questionable privacy practices and was fine with them. And and uh, and again, cooperating with the FTC was not uh, very high on his, his priority list. And if you're into our uh, 2020 Democrat campaign death pool draft, of which uh, we all drafted candidates we thought would get out first, there are four that could be forced out by next week with Ooh. the way they do the who gets in debates and not that sort of thing. Ooh, this is exciting. Hit you with that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Looking for more information on why there are two oil tankers smoking in the Gulf. Nobody knows who attacked them or why. That could be a big deal. It could be the beginning of World War III, or it could be, uh, you know, nothing that anybody will remember. But we'll see. Mm, finally, I'm done chewing. So uh, Sean brought us these Kirkland protein bars. They got the density of cesium. I mean, they're just, I took one little bite and I had to chew it for like five minutes. I mean, they're good, though. I mean, they're filling. And you I've been looking the, for a good low carb protein bar. Now that Sean is a Costco member, it's really uh, it's really helped everyone. Actually, I've got all. Do you guys need paper towels? I got to get rid of some of these paper towels. <laughs> oh my no, god, our good. house, our house in paper towels is insane. We I have could so absorb many. Lake Michigan with what we have in our garage. <laughs> how about garbage bags? I got so many garbage bags. Uh, which brings me to in a minute, we'll talk about how Kraft is trying to uh, fool kids into uh, eating vegetables. Clever ideas. <laughs> Whatever it for that. takes. Man, I used to go to extreme lengths. Oh, yeah. Bake broccoli into, uh, to, to uh, what do you call them, biscuits. And then cover them with the jelly and butter and stuff like that. I'm usually, just going, I'm usually just going with, you got to eat two of those before you get that roll with butter. Eat yeah. those two first, you ate them, here's your roll. Now, that's the difference between a dictator and a marketer. There are four candidates that likely are going to be getting out soon of the 2020 race. So the oh debates boy. are the 26th and the 27th. Nobody's exactly sure how they're going to uh, divide that, but they don't want to have a like main night and secondary night like the Republicans did. I liked it. It was AAA and major leagues. You play well in AAA, you get pushed up to the majors. It made it exciting. God bless you. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think most people decided that that didn't work because of... Uh, just the number of people that watched the main debate versus the secondary sure. debate. So you yeah. couldn't break through no matter how good you were because nobody watched the secondary debate. I don't even remember if they were always covered, carried. Yeah. But anyway, so they're hey, going to... Hey, Hansa, do you have who has who in the pool handy? Okay, good. They're they're yeah. they're going to spread out the candidates so that you have... I'm sure, I'm, I almost guarantee a Biden and Bernie won't be on the same stage because they want to spread out the the heavyweights oh. and the weaklings. And there's some worry that, okay, so you got the guy that's most likely 
to challenge Biden can't be on the same stage with Biden and challenge Biden. So it's going to be like a rock festival. You can't have all the big bands on one night and all the scrubs on the other. You no, got to so distribute. You're have, you'll yeah. have, say, Biden and Kamala Harris on one, and you'll have Bernie and uh, and Buttigieg. Liz Warren or whatever. And Liz Warren yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then, then you spread out the also runs. But anyway, so 20 people are going to qualify, and there's all kinds. You need to have a certain number of donors and a certain number of polling and all this sort of stuff, and it's complicated. But these four people currently do not make the cut, and, and unless some Thing changes, their money will dry up completely. Nobody's going to donate to somebody who doesn't make the, the top 20. I yes. Don't, I, surely you're not going to donate to a candidate who can't crack the top 20. Are you? No. Get to the names. Name the names. I want to know how I'm doing in the pool. Representative Seth Moulton of Moulton. Massachusetts. Seth Moulton. He's your guy, Jack. Yes. And and what oh. was and what was my only reason for choosing him? His name was Seth. We are not going to have a president named Seth. That's a good point. I didn't look into his background. I nope. don't know anything about his stances. There's no need. We're not going to have a president, Seth. Yes. So he, that was your first round pick. Yeah, that was my first round pick. He's wow, likely to, to go. get out. Also, go. Montana, Montana Governor Steve Bullock. Wait a minute. He's my guy. Yes. Who I I told you he'd have to get back to governoring. I saw him on a show the other day and he was good. He should be doing better than he is. Governors are so much better than senators. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he's a reasonable guy, he's a moderate, he's a democrat who wins in a red state. His argument know. is great for why he should be in. Yeah. Uh uh but just Well, now you've made me sad too about late my pick. or too early or not what for whatever reason he has he's not he might be out. Wayne Messam, the mayor of some town uh, in Florida. Who <laughs> what? what? Anybody? Wayne yeah. Messam, that's Marshall's third round pick. Oh, nice. He's likely to get out. Yeah. And then uh, I think this that's is really you. good value in the third round. And then, yeah, this it is, is you, yeah. Michael. Mike Gravel from Alaska. Senator Mike Gravel. That's, Marshall that's Marshall's. As well. Oh, wow. Sprinted Two out of into Marshall's the three are out? Oh, my gosh. Although he has Swalwell, who I Swalwell, think is. Swalwell, Swalwell. I think Swalwell's going to stick around as long as he can because he's going to get an MSNBC show out of it. Yeah. He's going to end up being a host. I think the, Marshall's the, reasoning for taking Mike Gravel was that he was the oldest candidate. They near 90. Right, right. He makes Joe Biden look young. So These uh, kids like Biden and Bernie, what do they know? We need experience. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Swalwell qualified for the stage? That's surprising. Yeah. It's probably all his MSNBC appearances. Oh, he's on TV because he's just all going to be a, a cable news hack. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, okay. that's that. So, wow, Marshall. Two of his three appear to be headed for the campaign grave. Kraft is introducing Kraft salad frosting. They're taking salad frosting. All they're doing is taking ranch dressing. They haven't changed the ranch dressing at all. They put it in a frosting tube, and then you, as a parent can claim, no, it's salad frosting, and it makes it delicious, and you squirt it on there, and maybe the kids will eat it because they like frosting. Have they made it extra sugary? No, it's the same thing. It's just classic ranch dressing Wow, in a frosting tube. I'll be dang. We're going to make salad. Baxter the dog hit our countertops twice yesterday. We're going to have to take extreme measures and or just not leave any food on the countertop. Judy got some uh, like pastries for the gals who were coming over to do a, a meeting there at the house. And he got on up and he ate all the pastries. Apparently, later in the day, we had a little veggie tray out with some salad frosting. He takes the veggie tray down, ignores the veggies, licks out <clears throat> all of the ranch dressing. She comes home, he's, or she comes back into the, the kitchen. There he is with freaking dressing on his chops, living looking with, guilty. Living with beasts is such an interesting variable to insert into your life. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah. Where do those your... pastries go? We have to push the chairs in when we leave the table if the food hasn't been put away oh, because yeah. otherwise the, the the pug will jump up on the and then the next thing he's just standing on the table eating food. Yeah, if you can uh, the way you know all 11 of your cats names as they run through the room is just so cute, Sean. It it really does change your life. But one critic said if craft dressing is salad frosting, spaghetti is twizzlers and parenting is a web of lies. <laughs> <laughs> I just appreciate the outrage. Your kids won't eat fish? Screw it. Just tell them it's cookies. <laughs> it is kind of similar. I mean, if you're just going to take ranch dressing and all you're going to do is call it frosting, right. then you might as well call fish cookies. Yeah. <laughs> then, then what do you mean? Lose all meaning. They're this ocean is, cookies. I should give uh, credit to this. Maura Judkis wrote this. What about Brussels sprouts? Don't you mean giant M&M's? <laughs> <laughs> Parenting is easy. Kids are gullible. Salad dressing is frosting. Cottage cheese is ice cream. Broccoli is candy. Trust is a fragile illusion. Asparagus is green Twix. <laughs> green Twix. Trust is a fragile illusion. Oh, boy. Wow. Uh, when we when we did our uh, surgery with uh, Henry a couple weeks back, he was really resisting being put under with the gas, even though they say it tastes, smells like bubble gum or whatever. He still yeah. was, he was freaked out not doing it. So, Laura, I wasn't in that room. They'd only allow one parent in that room. And Laura was in there with him and apparently said to him, no, this is just a test. They're going to put it on a mask. They're just going to see how it feels, and then they'll take it off. It's just a test. Well, it wasn't a test. It was to put him under. Oh, boy. And the first thing he said when he finally came out and the tubes are out of him and he's woken up and everything, you lied to me. You lied. Because I told her, she was feeling bad. She was crying, feeling bad that she'd lied to him. And I said, he's not even going to remember it. Oh, boy. First thing he says (laughs) when he comes to us, you lied. You lied. You lie. Oh, are we still in the air? False alarm. Okay, um, <laughs> and I'll finish my story. So, um, so now getting back to the whole uh, parenting is a you know a, a fragile illusion or whatever it is. You lie. Um, he brings that up every single day. Oh boy! <laughs> like the time you lied to me about the mask. Oh boy! Every day he brings that up. We've been trying to massage that issue. And I told her, I, I, I don't, you know, maybe it wasn't the right thing to, I don't, I don't know what to do. You had to get him put under, he was freaking out, and it was just, <laughs> No, you, you know. did fine. <laughs> no, just go to him and say, I won that round, son. <laughs> Sucker. You better stand the balls of your feet with me around, that's right. all I'll tell him. Exactly. Let's try this again. Armstrong. <laughs>